Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name's Jerome, and welcome to the podcast of Influencers Impact. Well, what's going on, everyone? It's Jerome Reed here, and I am joined today by Colin Henderson, who is the founder and CEO of Master Your Mindset, which is, in my opinion, an industry leader in the field of mental conditioning. He's also a speaker and an author with with his latest book entitled Quiet Mind. Colin, thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. It is truly an honor. Good, Jerome. It's an honor for me. I'm, I'm excited to be here, man. It's going to be good. So first question I want to ask you um, is what does a day in the life look like for Colin? Ooh, day in the life. It depends on the day. Um, so let me just preface, uh, married 11 years, five kids, nine and under. So wow. I say I'm, I'm a husband first. I got to serve my wife, Kendra, best wife, boss, babe, mm-hmm. intelligent, fierce, confident business owner and a great mom, a great wife. So I want to serve her first. It's amazing. And, and then I'm a father of five. So really being present with the kids, getting them breakfast, getting lunches made and getting them dressed for school, making sure they're off on the bus. So I want to really be present. You know, I, I mm-hmm. talk about how to master mindset. You know, um, the phrasing I say is to be where your feet are. And I have to remind myself to do that when I'm at home. You know, yeah. when, you're, when you're a speaker and an author, you're out and reaching people. I think I look at the, the phrasing, you know, breath versus depth. Hmm. So many people are trying to get um, breath, but not depth. I'm trying to get yeah. depth with my, with my family. So that'll be, uh, really the first step. And like today, um, I had a, a coaching call with, a uh, uh, salesforce.com They're you know, a sales organization, um, mm. a region, like, uh, I was teaching this concept of, of flow. Jerome, you know what it means to be in, in this flow state? No, no. Tell me a little bit about that. So, so flow is a term coined by Dr. Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. It's one of the most optimal states we can be in as performers. When you're in flow, there's no judgment. Mm. There's no, there's, there's no time. Uh, you have a, a clear goal. You're getting feedback. You have this like healthy challenge, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but I love this last aspect of flow. The activity is the reward, not the outcome. Wow. So when you're in flow, uh, you're locked in. Yeah. You're not micromanaging. You're not worried about the results. Mm-hmm. So whether it's, you know, uh, chess, whether it's coding, uh, whether it's dance, whether it's being on a podcast, maybe mm-hmm. it's having a conversation with a loved one, like you're completely locked in. So it's like teaching performers how to stop stopping yourself, how to get in, into this flow state. Yeah. And then I had a, a, another coaching call with a client, a, a college coach, uh, a softball coach, um, had lunch with my wife. We were out here in Nashville. There you go. Um, and now I'm on a podcast. This is actually kind of a very common day. I have like a few coaching calls in the morning, mm-hmm. be, a, be be present for the family, um, do a podcast. I still have my own podcast. Uh, yeah. Do another coach call. I'll just be super transparent. I have, I got therapy today at, at four o'clock. So mm-hmm. pouring into yourself, you know, learning. I'm, I'm into personal growth. I have a coach, I have a therapist. So I'm all about it. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I, uh, I love that, man. One of the things that you said that I think is, um, so profound is I, so I'm a, I'm a pastor, but I'm also an online fitness coach and I have a podcast and I tell people coaches need coaches as well, because you can't sure. be pouring into everyone else. And then you got no one else to pour into you. And I think that's where the fault happens, where we try to give everything we have. And then we realize, Hey, we're giving so much. We actually need to kind of fix ourselves sometimes. So I think that was yeah. cool. What you said there. Yeah, well, I, I look at the wording prehab, but also rehab. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, so many of us 
or maybe don't even do rehab. Like they're not even working on ourselves. If you have an injury, you go get right physically. But if you yeah. are going through something challenging emotionally, mentally, why would you not work with somebody who's trained on it? But at the same time, you don't need to be sick to get better. That's right. So, so when you said everyone needs a coach, like I have a coach, Brian Kane down in Arizona. I, we, we talk, I go down and see him. Like we, we work on stuff, um, but I'm all about personal development and mm-hmm. you know, asking for help, is not strange, but asking for help means that you, you don't have ego. That's right. You no, know, who, who says you have to have all the answers, you know, like, so <laughs> finding somebody to help you, but let me add one more, one more layer to your philosophy. Everyone needs a coach. Everyone needs a coach, Jerome. Everyone needs a, a community. Yeah, that's true. That's good. Nobody should worry or win alone. So yeah, uh, a rising tide lifts all ships. So get, get into a small group, get into somebody like a mastermind, get into yeah. this like peer group who has similar interests as you and iron, iron sharpens iron, man. You're going to exactly. get some, some best practices. I love this phrasing success leaves clues. Mm-hmm. So share what you're doing, ask questions, learn from them. So yeah, listeners, do you have a coach? Question one, question two, yeah. do you have a community? Get around exactly, people. exactly. Duro, that's good. Now I can tell that this is something you're extremely passionate about. So where did this passion for health and you know the health of the mind come from? Like where did that start for you? Man, it started uh, again being super transparent. I, I remember um, kind of fourth, fifth grade playing sports, and I was kind of getting my identity wrapped around that. Mm. You know. Um, after games, you know, football, basketball, baseball, people are like, man, you're really good. You know, you're really talented. You're really fast. Mm-hmm. You're really, and kind of feeling my worth tied to that. And then kind of, you know, if you watch youth sports, there's always a few parents are super vocal and loud. Like my, my yeah. dad, was, my dad was a very vocal parent and coach. So I yeah. started, I started hearing the voices, Yeah, you know, so that trickled into, okay. So if I perform well, I don't hear the voices. If I don't perform well, I hear some of the yells and some of the questioning. So I think I developed this like anxiety about self-worth tied to the outcome, you know, getting Mm -hmm. wrapped around like, uh, I used to like micromanage my every move. So listeners, when you're at, you know, work, school, uh, athlete music, like, are you critiquing your every step? Are you judging your performance from the outside in or Mm -hmm. from, from the inside out? Yeah. As in, what do I see? What do I feel? Why are you letting your validation be tied to an outcome? So I really teach four levels of confidence. Mm-hmm. Level one is no confidence. You have no belief. You have yeah. imposter syndrome. You suffer from perfectionism. You have self-doubt, like this negative self-talk. You failed before the event even started. Level two is, is what I call shaky confidence. Mm-hmm. Now, when you have this confidence where it's shaky, you need to see an outcome to believe that's true you need to see first before you believe yeah level level three is what i call stable confidence where you don't need an outcome but you need validation yeah it's true you need need someone to affirm that you're good or you're worthy you're always hey how was that was that good or even if you have success you don't believe it Mm -hmm. unless someone affirms it yep you know and then the the fourth level is what i call unshakable confidence Mm mm-hmm and this, this could be rooted in faith, man. Like this could be rooted in faith of, you know, if, if God's for me, who's against me, audience of one, I don't need to see an outcome. I don't need That's validation. Right. I, I believe in it. I trust it. Um, and you do it because you love it, not, not because of a result or what other people think. Yeah, so exactly. I, I, I slid between, you know, one, two, and three for a long time. And mm. luckily enough, I was a good athlete. So I got, I got a, a, a full ride scholarship 
to play football and baseball at Washington State, Washington University. I'm wow. go Cougs. Let's go. We just beat uh see we beat Oregon State two weeks ago. <laughs> and then we beat Stanford on Saturday. Let's go, Cougs. Let's go. Um, but but playing two sports and the similar thing, man. Like I was just like, it was hard to enjoy games because I was like a nervous wreck all the time. Yeah. You know, I, I would perform to not fail. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So listeners, exactly. when you're performing, are you performing to not make a mistake? Mm-hmm. You know, is is your mindset wrapped around in in, in these these really kind of facts and truths? Um, you aren't who you think you are. You aren't who others think you are. You are what you think other people think you are. Exactly. Where you're just critiquing and micromanaging every step, and you're not present. Man, I wasn't present. Yeah. And that that's the main thing. Like I would. So I tell athletes all the time: you can train your body, you can train your craft, you can train your mind. Mm-hmm. Business people, the same thing. Yeah. You can train your body, your craft, your mind. Most athletes train the body. Most uh, business people just train craft. Mm-hmm. But most people don't train their mind. So yeah. I, re- I remember going to the game against Idaho. It was my junior season. I had really committed to, to my craft and, and my body that offseason. I had a great spring, a great fall camp. Two hours before game one, I had a panic attack. Wow. The game was on ESPN. It was like a Thursday night game, and I was starting. Mm-hmm. I just was so wrapped up around all the bad stuff that could happen. So yeah. Shame lives in the past. Fear lives in the future. Hmm. But peak performance is in the present moment. So I was so future-based. Yeah, yeah. So That's so good. that that kind of set the backdrop when I graduated. And also playing baseball, I had like a lot of ups and downs starter, but like had a lot of ups and downs. I didn't really reach my like full skill level, like my like God-given mm. talent because like it wasn't physical. It was like these mental blocks. So yeah, really as a mindset coach, my goal is to help you stop stopping yourself that's good you know man. to have, yeah. have elite self have elite self-awareness have elite self-compassion yeah you know? for sure and be really I, committed so yeah i can pause no, no, there and i'll keep it going but you want to just chime in and yeah no yeah. i was just i was just gonna say like what what you mentioned there about the sports thing like i thought same thing with me when i was running track and field um my gym coach got me into running and i didn't know i could run and i end up winning my race it wasn't even real so then I got into my own head because everyone's hyping me up saying, oh, dude, you could run track. And so I got into the track team and I remember getting this all in my head. Like I remember to this day, I was at a track meet half hour before my race and I'm eating a poutine and I have no care in the world. I'm, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm like, I can eat whatever I want and still win a race. Now I came, I think I came third. Um, I didn't lose. Like I made it to my, my qualifying round. And then I think I, we got second or something like that. But I remember thinking at that moment, I could eat whatever I want and still perform the best because I'm the best. And I remember it got into my head. Then when I lost, I blamed Oshinate that poutine. And so I was blaming my performance instead of looking at my mindset of, hey, was I actually mentally prepared or was I really focusing more on my ego than what was actually happening in the moment? Yeah. And here's the truth, man. People don't know how to train their mind. Yeah. No, they don't. Here's a simple example. In the history of telling a person to calm down, no one has ever calmed down. Yeah, yeah, it's the opposite. And it's like, do do you talk to yourself? And people are thinking, do I talk to myself? Actually, we all talk to Mm ourselves, you know? So, but you just don't have a lot of structure of coaching. People will teach you how to, you know, lift, condition, run. Yeah. Teach you your craft, you know, your start, you know, your your arm placement, your pump, like your stride. Mm -hmm. You get coached on that, but they don't teach you how to think. No. But that's everything. So as I got into business and sales, um, selling to doctors and hospitals, um, 
after grad school, I mean, sports mm-hmm. is sports in business are very similar, like business and sales is the ultimate sport. So yeah. uh, similar, similar experience, you know, worst tied to outcome, pressure, stress, anxiety, uh, hit a really rough patch in like 2014 where our, our sales structure was, we we're getting paid on verbal tests over the phone, which created a lot of anxiety for me. And my mm-hmm. anxiety of how I performed, uh, showed itself into a slight stutter. Yeah. I'd get so anxious. I could, I couldn't speak, man, especially mm-hmm. in like, like formal settings where I had to read out loud or put a camera in front of me or put a microphone in front of me, you know, or like, this is measured, this is evaluated. Like I would, I couldn't, I wasn't present, man. I, I, would, yeah. I, would, I couldn't, couldn't breathe. Right. I couldn't produce a, a clear sentence. So uh, did some speech therapy, did a club called Toastmasters, but it really was when I changed companies, I got exposed to a sales coach Shout out to Frankie Pretzel, Chi Town. Let's go. Let's go. Was right. Was riding with Frankie for a week out there in the Midwest, and he was playing these audio tapes of these like mindset coaches talking about the power, of, like when you visualize the power wow. of self talk. Yeah. Um. I'm like, what is this? And then he says, Colin, there's these books on business, but here's these books on sales. Sorry, these books on business sales. Here's these books on mindset. Hmm. These like classic books mm-hmm. on how your thoughts create a frequency, how your thoughts turn into um, these pictures, these emotions, these beliefs. And, you know, what you verbalize is the wardrobe of your beliefs, what you speak, yeah. you, you can manifest. It's like there's so much scripture in the Bible on the power of thought, the power of tongue, the power of belief, mm-hmm. like it's all over the place. And I just never channeled that these truths. I never really trained my, my mind that way. I was watching Netflix, watching a sports center and my skate yeah. was watching, was watching movies. I'd go in the middle of the day, in a work day where I should be calling on physicians, I would go to a matinee mm-hmm. just, just to escape reality. Mm-hmm. So once I started committing to this daily by, you know, listening, reading these books, listening to podcasts, watching videos, journaling, reflecting, praying, like I would visualize, I'd set goals. I would just, you know, affirmations, you know, mm-hmm. I was so much healthier. Yeah. I was true. sleeping better. I was more present as a husband, and father, but then I started, I started to set sales records. Oh, see, there you go. So I was seeing results when I yeah. was more focused on training the, what I call this, this inner game, this mm-hmm. six inches between our ears. It's like three pound mass. Like that's a muscle that you can train, but I didn't have coaching. So then once I got coaching, I got some, some direction. I really saw a huge shift. And so once I started, you know, top three in the country, like number one in the nation, you know, mm-hmm. now, I'm a, now I'm a national sales trainer. I spent most of my time traveling the country, training people on how to think better. Yeah. How to overcome adversity, challenge, change, how to stay present, process over outcome, power of self-image, our limits begin where our vision ends, you know, oh, all this man. stuff, like, like, like yeah. how, to manage, how, to, how to manage fear, how to, how to squash these limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started blogging, I started writing books and like, now I'm doing it full time. Dude, that's incredible, man. Honestly, to see the journey that you mentioned from the beginning to where you're at now is, is literally insane and something only God would know you had to kind of figure that out along the way. I love that you said that because like, look, look who God built his kingdom around. Yeah. Abraham, Moses, David, like Peter, like they, they all failed. Mm-hmm. You look at Saul turned to Paul, like he used someone who was killing Christians to like create post Jesus. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's right. Yeah. Like that's who he picked. So it's like, you think you, you're, you're broken or you think you're not worthy. Like that's who God chooses. Exactly. Because if you don't have a struggle, you don't have a story. Mm-hmm. 
That's good. You don't, man. You, you don't have growth. You don't have yeah. redemption. You don't. You can't be vulnerable. I, I won't follow somebody who's all who's perfect, who has all the answers, who's never failed. That's right. Like if you haven't failed, I, I, I don't trust you. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's true. There's something saying? wrong with them. Yeah. So I would say, turn your mess into your message. Turn your mess into your mission. Mm-hmm. Bro, that's good. Now, what would you say for the people that might not even know what what would you say is the definition of mindset? I love that you asked that, Jerome. Let's go. If I'm doing workshops, that's one of my first questions is to kind yeah, of get man. some awareness and have this dialogue. So mindset by definition. How about this, listeners? How would you define the word mindset? Look at those two words, mind set, just like a mm-hmm. skill set you can train. You can train a mindset. So it's uh, by definition, this is my definition. It's a conditioned set of beliefs that drive behavior. Imagine a Venn diagram. Mm-hmm. It's, really two, it's really two dials. It's, it's this conditioning of what you see here and experience that shapes your beliefs. Yeah. That's dial number one. And these beliefs flow into your behaviors. And the question I ask performers is, um, and this truth, I just actually, it's a statement is, are you aware that, you know, your actions are not based off of the truth or based off of your perception of the truth? Yeah, that's good, man. So, so who says you're not worthy or who says you can't do, who says you can't grow this church, this size, who says you can't reach these people who, mm-hmm. who, who said that, that you are limited to this dude, that that's Satan, man. That, that's these, yeah. that, that's this, these were the things I love Romans 12 too. Don't conform to the patterns of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's right. The, the patterns of this world don't conform to Instagram. Don't conform to what has been done. Yeah, you need to right. see that believe. No, I'm a believe before I see. Mm-hmm. But, you, but we need to rewire and recondition these beliefs. These yeah, that's facts. that we believe to be true. Because I said it before, our limits begin where our vision and beliefs end. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Yeah, no, that's 100% you, fact. Right you, never, you never outperform your self-image. No. So, and, and these things that we believe... Um, so it's like, if you said something like this, like, Oh, I'm not a morning person <laughs> or I have a sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. I always forget names. Mm-hmm. You're, you're commanding your subconscious to behave exactly and act in the way that you are, are thinking. Exactly. So the question is what, what are, what are some ants that, that you live with? Ants is the acronym automatic negative thoughts. Hmm. I like that. What are some ants we got? We got squash, man. Yeah. They're just, they're infiltrating your mind and infiltrating your, your, your actions. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. Man. That's good right there. Yeah. Automatic negative. What was the last one? Thoughts. Thoughts. Ants. I like that. A-N-T-S. And then you just look at brain science. Uh, Jerome, what percent of human thoughts are, are, are actually negative? Oh, I would, I don't even actually know that number, but I would say quite a bit. Is high. The, the research it's shows high. from the, the, the National Science Foundation, 80% of human thoughts are negative and 95% wow. of human thoughts are reoccurring. The brain is designed to survive, not thrive. It's designed to survey the environment, look for threats and dangers. And, and the brain keeps a scoreboard of negativity. It's like Velcro. Wow. wow. Po- positivity is like Teflon. It bounces off. Mm-hmm. So, so we're, we're keeping the scoreboard and we're holding on to this, this negative wiring and it's shaped by not positive experience. It's shaped by, I already said it in the podcast, trauma, drama, daddy, and mama. And we're just holding on to these yeah. like visceral negative things. And it's just blocking us from finding our, our, our true self, how really God sees us. Yeah, exactly. Now, Colin, you actually said something and I, I wanted to get to this question because you started touching on it. I want to impact it more. So I've heard you quote um, this, this sentence. You said, 
the body can't tell the difference between a real and an imaginary event. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell us the listeners, tell us more about, about that statement. Cause I think that's fascinating. I never even thought of that. So just think, just think of this phrasing thoughts become physical. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the brain thinks in five dimensions. Wow. The first dimension words, a word that we say creates this second dimension, a picture that we see, mm-hmm. even if it's imagined or in real life, like you can see it in your, in your mind. If I say, mm-hmm. don't think of a red elephant, what do you think of? A red elephant. <laughs> yeah. But, but I told you not to think of it, but a, a word create an image regardless. So really the brain thinks in pictures, right? Exactly. But these words influence pictures in the third dimension. These pictures create an emotion that we feel. Mm-hmm. So you can probably think of if somebody says something or it shows you a picture, it it will create a visceral physical response in your body. Anxiety is when you're uh, catastrophizing and obsessing over the future and it becomes a physical state change. Fear is a physical response to a mental threat. That's what fear is. Mm -hmm. Words, pictures, emotions, and these emotions are stored in our cells and these emotions turn into beliefs. Wow. And then these beliefs turn into actions. That's the fifth yeah. dimension. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so it starts with a word. It starts with thoughts. It starts with, you know, these words create, again, pictures, emotions, uh, beliefs, and then actions. Mm-hmm. So, so the brain cannot tell the difference between what is real and what is imagined. Just like when you watch a scary movie, like you get your heart rate elevated and you feel this like weird feeling inside. Yeah. It's just a TV show, man. Yeah, exactly. It's just a movie. Exactly. Or, or you wake you wake up from a nightmare and it feels so real. Like your brain, yeah. you're, you're experiencing this thing in, inside of all your cells and your mind and your heart. Like you, you, your body can't tell the difference. And when you look at the body responds mm-hmm. the exact same way to social threat as it does physical threats. Yeah. You know, like, but you're really yeah. not in danger physically, but this could be used to serve you. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't aware of this. So they're pre-living trauma drama and they're reliving trauma and drama. Yeah. And there's this like cycle of this negative patterns of, li- of just putting limits and scarcity and adrenaline and, uh, you know, cortisol. Like it's just mm-hmm. sabotaging our performance because we're not present and we're living in this constant state of fear. Yeah. yeah. So, Which so, isn't what, good. so what if you use this truth to serve you? Yeah. What if you use productive words? What if you use grace and abundance and uh, excitement and mm-hmm. powerful words and you visualize things that are good? Um, I say the phrasing, it begins be- before it begins. So yeah. but like prior to your performance or your interaction socially or in music or uh, debate or chess club or coding or whatever you're doing or mm-hmm. giving, a, giving a sermon or doing the ties and offerings message, you know, you're called up and you're freaking out. Yeah. Um, are you thinking about all the bad stuff that can happen? Mm-hmm. Are you thinking about how you don't want to mess up? Well, you're just creating a neural pathway, a, a mental roadmap, mental groove to attract and, and manifest those things. What, what if you saw like a great performance? Yeah, that's right. What if, what if you use self-talk like I'm prepared for this? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not defined by this. Like I'm worthy of this moment. I'm about to have some, I'm about to connect. I'm about to serve people. It's not about yeah. me. It's about him. And just t- take yourself out of the equation. God, use me as a vehicle for your glory. Mm-hmm. that's going to create a, a much healthier thought cascade and you're going to create neural pathways and these like subconscious beliefs that you're going to manifest hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. 
Now, with with what you said there, it's almost like every question I'm about to have, you already know because we're segueing into it so well. Um, and I was actually going to ask you, you know, if there's been any stereotypes that you've seen around the idea of mindset, because I've heard people um, a lot of times, like I preached on this once, but a lot of people like the idea of wishful thinking mm. and they try to tie it in with prayer or with praying. Um, so if I think really hard right here, right now, that $500 is going to just show up on my lap. If I think really hard, it's going to happen. It's like a kid. They think really hard for their kid, for their brother or sister to fall down the stairs and it doesn't happen. So what would you say are some, maybe some stereotypes that you've probably noticed or ex- seen experience around mindset? Well, I, I do think, I do think of this phrasing TBT thoughts become things. Mm-hmm. but I think what, what people miss is they might just kind of say it, but they don't believe it. Yeah. They might um, wish for it, but there's not this connection of like drive and effort, mm-hmm. you know? So if, if you have a prayer, but that prayer is really self-serving and it's not really in the faith of God's glory to serve the masses and to be, yeah. to bring a value. If it's just self-serving, it's not from the, the, the right heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the phrase in the Bible that says, uh, where your treasure is, your heart is also. Yeah, that's right. You know, so I, I think it's just two, twofold. Number one, you have to, you have to, I, you have to identify what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really critical, but I think you have to like let go from the result. But part of it is, is like, you can't just visualize and then go eat a freaking sandwich. Yeah, exactly. Like you got to put in the word, man. Yeah, that's right, man. That's so, right. so, but I love the phrasing focus on the root, not the fruit. Yeah. Focus on the process, man. The process is where great stuff happens for the process, not the prize process, not, not, not the pressure. That's right. So if you're so fixated on outcome, you're not present. Yeah. And you're so fixated on your plan, not, not God's plan. Exactly. Exactly. So if you can shift God, I would really like to experience this, but your will Mm-hmm. your will be done and to say how can you use me yeah and then just attack the process yeah well it's it's just like uh what it says in proverbs 3 5 and 6 trust in the lord with all your heart and and then the last part or the part i want to catch on don't lean on your own understanding and a lot of things mm-hmm. we can't understand but if we put our trust in god it'll just make it make sense that's true uh but yeah. i do let's, let's look at let's look at mark nine twenty three. It says anything is possible to the one who believes. So I think we we need to pray, but I don't. I think we pray, but we don't really believe. Yeah, yeah. Because if because if you I identify something in your heart that that you feel called to, um, if you really believe with all your fiber, mm-hmm. all your energy, you're gonna find a way to figure it out. Yeah, that's right. And then and then you're gonna find a way to not quit. Mm-hmm. I think that's the problem. I think we live in this, this society where it's instant gratification. Yeah. Um, this is from uh, Simon saying he has a book called the infinite versus the finite game. Mm-hmm. So the finite game is like short-lived, like you're going to, I need it now. If I don't get it now, I'm going to quit where yeah. the, the infinite game is, it's, I'm, I'm never stopping, stopping. Let's go P Diddy. You know, mm-hmm. can't stop. Won't stop. That's right. Like I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this forever. So the, the field of work I'm in mindset coaching, my, my mission statement is to transform lives and normalize mindset training. You don't need to be sick to get better. There's no end. That's so good. There's no scoreboard. 
Um, if I can change one soul or a million, whatever, I'm just yeah. out to, I'm out to help. I'm out to, I'm out to serve Lord. Use me as a vehicle today. Mm-hmm. So, so once you're asking for stuff and it's all about you, that is so weak. Yeah. It doesn't have the same power. If you're like, use me, use me of, of service, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, man. Um, now I touched on this earlier at the beginning, um, but I wanted to kind of dive in a little bit. You have a book called quiet mind. And uh, there's actually two versions, but I want to focus on the first version first. Um, So it's just Quiet Mind. So can you give us a brief description of what that book is about? Yeah, that's a great question, John. Thank you for asking that. Thank you for for promoting the book. Let's go. Um, Hands down. So so the book, the inspiration of where I started writing content on how to quiet your mind uh, was I got a text message from a major league baseball team. Hmm. Uh, in their farm system, uh, they had few one player and one coach who had the case of the yips. Wow. Do you know what the yips are? No, no. A, a common thing in the yips, the yips is like when you have a mental block where you can't execute something physically when you used to. Used wow. To. So like maybe a catcher can't throw the ball back to the pitcher. Mm-hmm. Even though they, they could for years and years, something happened where they made one mistake and they started to overanalyze it and they got in their yep. head and they couldn't execute this simple task where a coach throwing batting practice can't throw strikes. He keeps hitting players. Hmm. And it really is not a physical issue. They can, they can throw, they're healthy, Yeah, but it's this like mental virus that's infiltrated. their like confidence. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I, I really can't solve this via text message. Yeah, that's right. You know, so let, let, I'm going to put together a mental performance plan of, mm-hmm. of reflection, of, of being vulnerable, of, of healing, of exposing, of asking for help, of daily drills. And I recorded some like mindfulness, you know, um, gratitude and how to visualize and how to just release trauma mm-hmm. and fear and get back to, you know, this, this purity, you know. So I really expanded that system into this book. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's really for everybody, but it's mm-hmm. just really think about this in this current digital age yeah. of data, information, emails, text messages, instant gratification, exposure, mm-hmm. marketing, like, you know, alerts, mm-hmm. uh, advertising. Like, so look at this. Quiet your mind is the new currency of success. Yeah. It's a good thought right there. Like, are you clear and quiet or are you overwhelmed? How many tabs in your brain are open that you have to like, yeah. <laughs> like right. you know, it's hard to function clearly if, if your computer, if it hasn't restarted and if it's got a, got a billion tabs, that's just processing mm-hmm. and burning, burning fuel. So yeah, I really teach, I really teach 10, I call them 10 plays, just like you would train, you know, as a, as a performer, as an athlete, like we're going to work on these plays, like here are 10 mental plays mm-hmm. that you can optimize, you can use daily. Yeah. Yeah. And then. You have Quiet Mind, which I, I'm probably going to end up purchasing a book after this um, because I think that's something we all need to hear. But you also have Quiet Mind for kids. And I think that's a topic that a lot of people aren't bringing up these days, that kids are now beginning to uh, affect their mindset at a young age and they don't even realize that. So what what is that book about, Quiet, Quiet Mind for Kids? Yeah, it's the same thing. It's just It's just simplifying it way mm-hmm. more. For a child or for a parent or a teacher or coach to teach them these, cool. these mindset tips because all parents and coaches and teachers want their kids to be present, be mm-hmm. really confident, but they don't know how to teach it. 
No, that's right. So, so schools teach us what to think. They don't teach us how to think. Yeah. And I know parents are, they're looking for tools. I get, I get DMs every week. My uh, daughter or son, they can practice, but they can't perform in games or mm. they're in their own way. They're just not present. They have, they're anxious and they, and I don't know what to do. Like, well, you know, I think therapy is great, but I also mm-hmm. think that we need some skills on our own that we can yeah. talk through or some questions or some exercises or some journaling prompts or something. So I, um, I've had so many, you know, uh, you know, over the years I do workshops for companies across mm-hmm. the country or virtual. And, uh, at the end of the training, you know, a lot of parents will come up. That was so good, Colin. Um, I would love to talk about my kid. <laughs> and my, my, my son or daughter is dealing with this. Like, what do you got for me? You know, yeah, how can I do. So I was like, well, what if I just write a book? Yeah. You know, what if I just write a book and help you with some of these tools and give you a language, give you um, a space to have these conversations as a family? That's cool. So in this book, just to kind of give you that level, high level overview, um, we, we teach what is called the best method mm-hmm. to be the best version of you, to unlock your best. Yeah. Let's work through this acronym. B is, is, is to breathe. Mm hmm. You know, it's doubt, worry, fear, anxiousness, or this inner critic firing. Like, what, what would be the logical first step? Yeah. Let's just look at fear. So fear is, you, know, you get this, this uh, bodily state change and you start, you're, you breathe differently. Mm-hmm. And you start to burn fuel. You start to take in more oxygen and then it creates anxiety. So if we can find our breath, breath is always present. It's always here. Yeah. And if you can slow it down, that slow exhale signals your subconscious you're not in danger. Mm-hmm. So at the very bare minimum, let's just find our breath. Yeah, that's right. The, the E is to envision. So fear and faith have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Are you envisioning worst case scenarios? Yep. All the bad stuff that can happen? What, what can go wrong? Or are you envisioning abundance? God's grace, God's favor. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, like impact. Like let's, let's create a mental picture, the mental movie of something really cool happening. Yeah, it's true. Because the brain's wired for it to be negative. So we actually have to kind of train it to see this other side that mm-hmm. actually something really good is going to come out of this. Yeah, and exactly. And then the S is to practice powerful self-talk. Wow. What you say to yourself, Jerome has 10 times the power versus what other people say to you. Yeah. No one speaks, word. no one speaks to you more than you speak to yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you were to speak to yourself, the way that God sees you, the way God loves you, like what, what, what would that do to how, how you perform? Yeah, that's true. He said, I'm, I'm worthy of this moment. I'm trained. Yeah. Yep. Like I said, if God's for me, who was against me? And let me just give you some, some scripture on the power of, of language. I have these in my notes section just to remind myself, remind you. Yeah. Proverbs 4.23 says, be careful about what you think. Your thoughts run your life. Proverbs 23.7, as a man thinketh in his heart, so, so is he. Mm-hmm. Uh, Proverbs 18.21, the tongue has the power of life and death. So... Why wouldn't we optimize the skill that's trained? Words are tools. Yeah. I'll say it again. Words are tools. With this thought cascade, everything starts with the word. So why wouldn't we not say, let's go? Exactly. I can do difficult things. I am loved. I am worthy. Hands down, man. And then and then T is is to 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 be thankful. Mm -hmm. Is to practice gratitude. Gratitude is a a magnet for miracles. Yep. It's hard to be bitter angry, fearful, hateful, and feel thankfulness in heart at the same time. Yeah. So, so gratitude really counters all these like negative things. And mm-hmm. it's just, dude, I don't have to do this. I get to do this. 
Exactly. You focus on what you have, not what you don't have. You focus on who you are, not, not who you aren't. And you just, 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 just relish in just this emotional state of like love and abundance. Mm-hmm. Dude, if you do those four, if you do those four steps, man, breathe. Let's go. Let's connect to, the, to your breath. Let's be in the present moment. Let's envision things we want. Let's yeah. let's let's support that with powerful self talk. And then let's just let's just feel abundance and gratitude. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a life change. It's going to be a game changer for you. Oh, it really will. It really will, yeah. man. And and it and it's uh, something that I think about when you were just sharing that is you know we got one brain. And we got to be willing to like one mind and we got to be willing to learn and grow. And I think of technology, um, you know, every year there's a new phone coming out or a new MacBook, a new whatever, new software, new device. Mm-hmm. And if technology is always developing and always changing, um, you know, I'm not here to argue good or bad changes, but it's always developing in some way. I think we should use our mind and to be willing to learn to train our minds because we only got one, just like we have one body. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I'll, I'll quote uh, um, rapid learner and brain coach, Jim Quick. He says, your brain is like a computer and the self, mm. your self-talk is the program that it runs. Wow. Yeah, that's good right there. Yep. So do we need to reevaluate some old viruses of how you're speaking to yourself and what you focus mm-hmm. on, what you are consuming? Yeah. Yeah. What you're consuming because this condition in your brain is is shaped by what you see here and experience. Yeah, that's right. So do we do we need to set some some boundaries with people in your life? Mm-hmm. Do we need to reevaluate what you watch, what you listen to, and who, who you who you hang out with? Yep. Um, that also shapes that. But parents, if you listen to this podcast, how you speak to your kids becomes their self talk. Mm-hmm. You know. So and I actually had a, a parent who reached out to me. He's like, Colin, I got your book for kids. Quite mine. I'm using the best method, golfing, and it's changed my whole game. yeah like imagine this prior to each golf swing he'll take a deep breath he'll envision the shot that he wants yeah he'll anchor it with with powerful self-talk and he'll release expectation and just give thanks Mm -hmm. so so this has changed my golf game and that really pre-swing takes five seconds yeah Yeah. that's huge colin i got uh one more question i want to ask you but before i ask i just want to thank you for being on the show honestly your words have been speaking volumes to me I know so many listeners listeners are hearing this and they're going to be um, completely blessed by it, but I just want to thank you in advance before we close. No, Hey, so much gratitude, man. I know we're working on IG DM trying to figure out the right time and date. We got it figured out, but uh, I, I love your, your preparation, man. I can feel your sincere and your voice and your tone, your eye contact, you. like you're locked in. So I'm grateful for this time. man. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's been good, man. Uh, the last question I want to ask you is, how have you found your relationship with God grow as you've become more in tune with the power of the mind? Well, I've always had like a faith base to me. I've always mm-hmm. prayed. I've always thought of Jesus. I've always gone to church. I've always been around people who believe, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I love to read the Bible. Um, I love to be in small group, but I think we also have to be aware that the devil is there to seek, kill, and destroy. Yeah. And as much as we need to be filled spiritually with our spirit, I think we also need some tactical skills on how to manage how the wiring of our brain is. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we need to, there's just truth. There's like, like the law of gravity, what goes up goes down. Yeah. The law of how the brain works, like it's going to go negative. Mm-hmm. It just is. So I think other coaches in the space, why I feel I'm different is I'm not just going to give you a theory. 
I'm going to give you a tactical tool yeah. and a strategy. So I think what I've learned is let, let, let's combine the cognitive with the spiritual. Let's, let's combine mm-hmm. some of the research out there on brain science and, and connect that to like the, the scripture that's been around for thousands of years and yep. this, and this, and this faith and this belief. So I think I've just, I think I'd get excited about let's like, who, who says that like brain science is bad? Yeah, exactly. Like it's researched. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we don't, we don't have to argue that we, they put a bunch of people in a study to look at anxiety and depression and here's the outcomes. Yeah. Like why would we not take some of that research and apply it to the great scriptures and the great stories in the uh, mm-hmm. Bible. It's true. It's true. That's a good thought. Colin, you are a blessing, my friend. And uh, I honestly know that a lot of people are going to feel truly blessed and eye opener for so many, especially myself, that ants acronym that you gave, um, I think is killer. Like I might have to use it, but I'll definitely quote you of where I heard it from, but I just honestly, well, it, I'm so yeah. pleased. Yeah, so I would say maybe my my kind of lasting thought on you you prompted that reminder on these ants is mm-hmm. uh, one of the first lessons I learned in my like mindset transformation I learned from the book Positive Intelligence by Shirzad Shermin, mm-hmm. and what uh, this author well, the big idea of the book is that we all have this inner judge, mm-hmm. this this inner uh, critic. Um, I, I spoke at the uh, US conference in LA. Shout out to my pastors, Chad and Julia Veach. Oh, they're um, the goats. They're the goats. I've known them since like 2009. Like, oh, wow. I mean, they're, they're like family. But I, I, was, I was teaching off of Genesis uh, chapter 3, verse 6 through 11. Mm-hmm. And it's when Adam and Eve are in, in Eden, Garden Eden, and God says, All these trees are yours, but this one's mine. Wow. Don't, don't eat out of this one. Yeah. And, and sure enough, you know, Satan came in the form of a snake is just saying, you can eat, you can eat from this. Like mm-hmm. who's, who's stage can you from Like you can be all knowing, all, all powerful, yada, yada, yada. So there's this like negative voice that's like telling you one thing. And, and when they ate the apple, they, they felt exposed. They felt naked. And then yeah. they, they heard God walk into the garden Union and, and Adam hid. Mm-hmm. He, he felt exposed. You feel hid. And, and God says, where are you? Yeah. That's the question. God asked, where are you? And, and, and Adam, you know, I, I heard you. So I got afraid. And then, and then God asked, who told you that you're naked? Yeah. So it's like, who told you you're not worthy? Who told you you're a victim? Who told you you're not yep. capable? Yep. And why are you, and, and why are you, why are you hiding? You're, you're hiding because you heard this little voice saying you aren't worthy. Yeah. Or you can't be happy unless you get this external thing. Wow, man. So if, if we can just recognize our inner critic, but also these voices where we're comparing, we're critiquing yeah. and, and like, where are you? Let's be right here. Let's, let's be present. Let's be, mm-hmm. let's be built to serve. Let's um, let's maximize our gifts. We all different. And that's amazing. Yeah. Like optimize your, your being different. Being different is so cool. So I would just recognize when that like inner critic is firing and say, mm-hmm. not today, not today, Satan. That's right. Not today, say, because mm-hmm. four out of five human thoughts are negative. So that first thought will be negative. So you're going to see, you're going to hear that snake pop up. You're going to hear it. Yep. Say, not today. Not, not today, Satan. Yep. That's right. And you, you can divert your, your thought pattern, your thought life back to gratitude and affirmations and, and your intent. So I think today, this week, team, I want you to just notice. Yeah. I want you to just notice 
but the, the process of mindfulness is to really notice, but not judge. Yeah, that's a good and one. Then, there. And then, and then come back to the present and come back mm-hmm. to how God, how God sees you. Um, but just, just practice being kind to yourself, really just practice having self-pressure, but we need to notice first. So let's notice yes. these ants. Yep. Let, let's notice Satan shows himself in many different forms and let's go back to our values. Let's go back mm-hmm. to God's promise. Let's go back to impact. Let's go back to present moment and let's go back to love and abundance and serving and you know, f- f- faith, yeah. hope and love, you know? So I would just kind of end this uh, mindset workout on, on that. Yeah, that's good. Colin, man, again, huge blessing. And uh, I just thank you so much for taking time of your day to be a guest on the show today. It was an honor, Joe. Thank you, man. All right, bro. Take care. And just know that I am praying for you. And I, I truly mean that. Back at you. Let's end with this, man. The body has limits, but the That's mind right. is limitless. That's right. That's facts. Peace out, man. Take care. Deuces.